Welcome to this week's message from Crosspoint Community Church. You can find us on the web at crosspointonline.org. There, you can find links to our social media accounts. Led by Pastor Mike Deese, we meet every Sunday at 11 a.m. in Roswell, Georgia. Now presenting this week's message. If you would open up your Bibles to Psalm 42, we're going to look at several different uh, passages today. So uh, get limbered up. Anybody you got cold hands, uh, warm them up because we're going to look at Psalm 42. We're going to also look at uh, Psalm 13. Uh, we're uh, going to talk a little bit uh, about uh, numbers. You, you don't necessarily have to look there. But also, I'm gonna, we're going to look a little bit in Colossians. So there we go. Just kind of a heads up on that. But we're going to begin right now uh, with Psalm 42. And so I don't know where, where you are spiritually, uh, emotionally, physically. I don't, I don't know where you are today, but God does. And, and uh, everything that we've just been singing about uh, really has a very practical application to your life. And that is that, you know, God is going before you. God knows what you're going through. God knows exactly what you're experiencing. And He is a sovereign, faithful, loving God that wants you to experience the freedom and the truth and the abundance that comes not through circumstance, but that comes through a relationship with Him. Now, David, uh, the apple of God's eye and, and uh who wrote so much of Psalms, uh, gives us a very realistic picture of, of life, the ups and downs of life, uh, the seasons of life. Like, for instance, you know, we're in a season right now that, you know, I'm just, this is not my favorite season. You know, cold, wet, rainy uh, weather, uh, it's, it's just not my favorite. But we go through seasons of life knowing that there, there's going to be change. Change is a part of life. And so let's uh, look to God's Word right here and, and capture what's going on in the heart of the writer. And, and maybe it resonates with you or you can relate because you've been there. Psalm 42, verse 1, As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night, while people say to me all day long, where's your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the Mighty One with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise Him, my Savior and my God. So we see a picture here of someone that had experienced the goodness of God, that had tasted and seen that, and yet right now was in a season of life where he's just down and distraught. Uh, he's reflecting back on the days whenever he would go in, 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 a, in, in an assembly like this and just be full of joy and praise 
an adoration for God. But he, right now he's saying, I am distraught. My soul is downcast. And he's going, why? Why? What's going on? Let's allow God to speak to us through his word this morning. But first, let's go to him in prayer. Father, we just thank you so much for your grace and your love. We thank you that you are here. And Lord, I thank you for each and, per, each and every person that's here today. And, and I just pray that, uh, Lord, that you and, and you, through the work of your Holy Spirit, would just open our hearts and our minds to your presence, to the fact that you are sovereign, that you are a good, good Father, that you desire to have uh, an intimate relationship with us and for us to experience uh, the radical, wonderful, eternal difference that a relationship with you makes. Now today, Lord, we just pray that you would speak to us through your word. And as a result of our coming and just bowing before you, Lord, that we encounter your grace and your truth and your freedom. Be glorified, we pray today in Jesus' name. Amen. I don't know if you, if you, you felt that in, as, as we were reading in this particular passage, but you know, the, if you've ever been in that, in that place of, of, of depression or that place of just being overwhelmed or despondent uh, and you just can't work your way out of it, I mean, you, you, can, you can relate to this. And you can relate to the fact that the, the truth of the matter is is that life has a way of, of damaging our souls. And that's the question that he's asking. He says, why, my soul, are you downcast? What we go through in life, the experiences of life, people, circumstances, you know, our own selves has a, has a way of damaging our souls. And, and the reality is, is that God is saying, hey, I am the restorer of souls. The psalmist in Psalm 23, perhaps the most famous psalm of all, acknowledges that God is our, he acknowledges that God is his shepherd and he leads him, but he says in that third verse, he restores my soul. So here's, here's what God wants you to know today. No matter where you are, what your experience is, God wants to restore your soul. And in verse uh, 5, the second part, He gives us a hint as far as how that happens. How do we practice get to the place to where ah, our soul is restored? He says, put your hope in God, for I will yet praise Him. I will sing even though I don't feel it. I will yet praise Him my Savior and my God. Now around Cross Point, we, we talk about how God has just made us up, wired us up. You know, we are primarily, uh, we are spiritual beings. Essentially, that's our true identity. We are spiritual beings. Uh, there was a time that you didn't exist, but there will never be a time that you cease to exist. We are spiritual beings. We've created in God's image. And so it's with our, in our spirit that, that, uh, that we acknowledge you know, that, that vacuum, that void, and when we receive Jesus Christ into our life, the Bible says we become new creations. And so we look on the outside and, and we're going, I don't know, it doesn't look that new, but we are new creations. In our spirit, we are, we are made new. We are made holy. We are holy. You're going, I don't feel too holy. Maybe last night you didn't act too holy. But in your spirit, as a spirit, you are a new creation and you are holy because God can't be where there is sin. And so He He comes in and renews you and gives us a new spirit. So 
We're spiritual beings and we have a soul. Uh, referring to what the psalmist is speaking to here. And in our soul, we often talk about that as being our mind, will, and emotions. You know, our thinker and our feeler and our chooser. And uh, so we, we all have that. We have, we, we have a mind, we have a will, and we have emotions. And so right here, he's going, in my thinking and my feeling and, and, and my choosing right now, I am downcast. There's just something that's going on. It's, it's damaged. It's, it's not good. And uh, so then not only do we have a soul, but we have a body. We've got our body. You know, so there we are. So we spirit, soul, and body. Y'all good? You, if you got that, got it. If you, if you get it, say got it. Okay, all right, got it. So, uh, but here's the reality. Here's the reality that, that sometimes gets us all messed up. We can have a right spirit. We can have a right spirit, which who makes that right? Jesus makes it right. He paid it all. We've just been singing about it. He makes it right. We can have a right spirit, but a messed up soul. And that's what gets us in trouble so often is whenever our emotions are soulishly, you know, we begin to start falling prey to that. As Christians, we have tremendous potential. We've been, you know, reminded time and time again that God is at work. And, and sometimes we don't see that because we're preoccupied with ourselves. You know, we were talking... Uh, yesterday is that oftentimes we can go through life, you know, and be, be it beautiful creation right there on the beach. How many love the beach? Go to the beach. You love the, you know, my mom, my mom, she just loved that, you know. And uh, my daddy was kind of cheap, and so he'd try to, you know, get the hotels a little bit, a few blocks off the beach, a little bit cheaper. And mama, absolutely not. I've got to hear the waves coming in. You know, there's just something about that. It's just, just a refreshing and awesome. And yet, you know, nowadays, you know, how many times have you seen somebody, you know, walking down the beach and got their, you know, ear pods in and, you know, we're, you're, so we're, we're not really experiencing creation that is so, so life-giving. We're distracted. The same thing is true in life. You know, if we're not listening to what God is saying, through His Word and through His Spirit, we can miss out on so much. We've got tremendous potential uh, uh, spiritually because Christ has said we're new creations and that for Him who believes all things are possible and yet and yet, we, we don't deal correctly with our souls. We haven't dealt with our souls. And this is what, this is what the psalmist is dealing with right here. His soul... Getting, getting that soul right, getting the emotions right, getting the feelings right, uh, with it aligned up with the truth of God's Word. How many times have you known the truth of God's Word and yet you just completely didn't feel that? You just didn't feel it. You know, the truth, God loves you. Don't feel it. You know, God's got a plan and a future for your life. Can't see it. Uh, we, can, we can be right spiritually, but God wants to transform us, and His will is very clear that, that we are conformed to the image of His Son, Jesus Christ. So He's wanting to do that in all of our lives. He's wanting to experience that, and He can do that as we trust Him and follow Him. We see the damage. We see the damage throughout Scripture whenever you know, we allow something other than the truth of God, the, uh, the purpose that God has for us, when we allow something else to control us rather than Him.
in the Old Testament, I've referred to numbers. You know, the, most of you know the story. If you don't, I'm going to tell it to you. You know the story of, you know, God had, uh, His people, Israel, had led them out of Egypt and uh, had promised them the promised land. He said, you know, I'm going to lead you into that. They had spent uh, all those years, 400 years in captivity, and God says, now's the time I'm leading you into the promised land, into freedom. And in, in uh, Numbers chapter 13, it tells a story of where God said to Moses, send men to explore the land of Canaan, which I'm giving the Israelites. So the, go send them out. So God is saying, this is their land, the promised land. I've got this plan and this purpose for your life. Send these guys out. Go check it out. You know, and it's like you that uh, <clears throat> whenever you're looking for a home, you go, oh, I've just found this dog great home. Let's go check it out. You know, so go send them out there. Uh, and check it out that I'm giving you. Not, well, I might give. No, I'm, I'm giving. This is, this is yours. This is the promise for you. And yet we see as, as they come back at, in verses 26 through 28, it says they came back to Moses and Aaron and the whole assembly um, of Israelite, uh, Israelite community and they reported to them that the whole assembly uh, and, and to the whole assembly and showed them fruit from the land. They gave Moses this account. We went into the land to which you sent us and it does flow with milk and honey. Here's its fruit. But the people who live there are powerful and the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw the descendants of Anak there. But, and it's whenever we embrace the buts and so often we find our soul going in the direction of what we just read in Psalms. But at that particular point in verses 30 through 33, Caleb silenced all the people and he said to, to them and to Moses, we should go up and take possession of the land for we can certainly do it. But the men who had gone up with him said, we can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land that they had explored, uh, explored. And they said, the land we explored devours those who are living in it. Now, this is a little bit exaggerated. So what's happening right now? All of a sudden, we're seeing their soul responding in a different way than God's Spirit and the leadership of God, the promise of God. Their feelings are getting all messed up and beginning to just yak-yak. That's what I call it. And it says, you know, we saw these uh, the people from Nephilim there we seem like grasshoppers in our own eyes and we look the same to them. So here again, we see how it works. We began to impose the soul that God has given us and let it get out of line with what God is saying. We seem like grasshoppers. I mean, think of all the other analogies you know, that could have been used there. We seem like grasshoppers in our own eyes and we seem the same to them. Where did, it, where did that start? It started as far as them looking to themselves, allowing their soul to dictate something. And in their soul, it was dictating some stinking thinking. And so what they were feeling there was what we, we just sang about it. They were feeling fear. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I fear? And if we, if we look with natural eyes and don't listen to what God has to say, there's all kinds of things that we can fear. Whom shall I fear? 
And he said they were feeling fear. They were afraid of the Amalekites, the Hittites, the Canaanites. Maybe there was a mental picture of the, uh, the Egyptian uh, taskmasters that had been in their past. They were feeling intimidation, inferiority, powerlessness. But bottom line, they allowed their feelings, their emotions to, at that point, rob them of the future and the promise that God had for them. And here's the sad reality. Not one of the people that was ruled by their emotions ever saw the promised land. Not one. So it's not it wasn't just a problem, you know, historically, but we all know that it's a problem today. How feelings so often reign. You know, we talk about feelings so much. And a matter of fact, when I was, you know, growing up, uh, you know, I used to, I, I never saw people hug. I mean, I didn't. I mean, I didn't see a lot of hugging going on. But you know, nowadays we're just, you know, we're touchy feely. We're we're all about feelings, and 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 that's not bad. You know, God gave us feelings. God made us. He wired us. But He didn't wire us in a way to where that is our God. You know, I feel, I feel, I feel. You know, and so often what dictates what happens in our life is, you know, what we're feeling at that particular moment. I don't, I don't feel forgiven. I don't feel loved by God. I, I don't feel like forgiving you for what you've done. And, and, it, and it's our feeling rather than God and what He is calling us to do. So the truth is, is that for some of us, as we're here today, you know, maybe it's the past and maybe it's right now, God wants to speak this word. Hey, as your shepherd, I will restore your soul. I, I, I will fix that that is broken uh, because I am God. Nothing is impossible with me. I love you with an everlasting love. I've got a plan. I've got a purpose for your life. Will you trust me and allow me to restore your soul? That's one of the reasons uh, the, the verse there on your outline, I mean, on your, on your bulletin in Hebrews chapter 4, uh, verse 12 is important. It, it reminds us that the Word of God is living and active. This Word right here is living and active. It said it is sharper than any double-edged sword. And, and what it does is it divides and cuts between, it says, soul and spirit. Uh, interesting insight is I looked at that right there. It helps us to understand that, you know, that there is a difference that God has called us to understand that we are spiritual beings and that he wants us to understand that we operate off of truth as spiritual beings, not just of what we feel or what our emotions may say to us, because our emotions, as you know, will rob us of the best that God has for us. And, and really it's, it's, it's important that we understand, you know, the dividing of the soul and spirit because, see, soulishly, our, your, your soul, your mind, your thinker, feeler, and chooser doesn't always tell you the truth about God. Your thinker, feeler, and chooser doesn't always tell you, you know, what God wants. Your thinker, feeler, chooser doesn't always tell you, you know, what God feels. That's the reason God has said, hey, I've given you my word, my word that is living and active. If we want to know the truth, this is greater than anything that we may think. This is greater than anything we may feel. This is greater than anything uh, that we may want. God's word, because why? He's created us for a relationship and for an abundant life. And so as we come to this, we, we look to God's Word and, and we acknowledge that His desire is 
to restore our souls. So if you're right now kind of struggling with maybe some emotions or some relationships or you know you're stinking thinking is robbing you of 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 the peace of god the joy of god the love of god what he's saying today is this i want to restore your soul let me do that let me do that and there's a i think in this particular passage in psalm 42 and in what we'll look at in psalm 13 gives us a couple of insights as far as you know how we cooperate with god in doing that and the first, the, uh, the, the first thing is just simply this. You want to write it down, you can, or just remember. It's just, you need to, we do need to acknowledge our feelings. We need to acknowledge our emotions. We've got, we have them, we acknowledge them. Uh, don't deny them, don't submerge them, don't suppress them. Uh, it, it, there's a weakening to it whenever there's any uh, lies that we're believing or thinking we're believing, when we just say it. But so often we don't want to say it because, you know, we're, we're, we're afraid that, you know, people will go, oh, if you really love God, you wouldn't be feeling that way. If you really knew God's love, you, you wouldn't be thinking that way. So acknowledge it. This is, what, this is what he is doing in Psalm 42. He is just making it absolutely clear. You know, I am downcast. I am distraught. This is what's going on in my life. Why is this going on? Um. <clears throat> This past Thursday, we've got a lot of transitions going on in our family. Uh, 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 our oldest son, and I won't go into detail, he's, he's moving back from Oklahoma. Mama's happy about all that kind of stuff. But um, I, was, I was flying, I was on a plane. I was on a plane to Fort Smith, Arkansas. How many has ever flown into Fort Smith, Arkansas? Nobody, really. You know. So uh, uh, I, I think I've shared this <clears throat> with somebody. It is the ni- nicest little airport in the world. It is... It, I, Amazing. Fort Smith, Arkansas, crazy. But anyway, I, I was on the plane uh, uh, going to Fort Smith, Arkansas. And, uh, and as I was on there, I was just, I was having this kind of, you know, this God talk time. Because what I'm sharing with you is, 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 is some of this acknowledgement stuff. Because here, you know, six months ago, nine months ago, there was, there's not only the spiritual reality of who we are in Christ, but the emotional reality that fits with that, the soulish reality that fits with that. And it was just like cloud nine, cloud nine, cloud nine. Well, the last like six weeks has been like, I've just been wrestling. You know, there's been things that's going on with uh, some of our ministry partners. It seems like it's just unraveling and some difficulties and some challenges and things within challenges within our family and this. And it's like, God, I'm just like, God, I'm just... I'm not feeling it. I'm not. I'm just not feeling it. You know, and and I, I have to admit, confess that I am, you know, a feeler. Some of you people that are the thinkers, uh, uh, I appreciate you. You know, I'm, I'm good. But for the feelers, you know, it's like yeah, I want to feel it. You know, I'm I'm not feeling. I'm feeling. I'm not feeling like you speak. Talk to me. So I, I, I what did I do? I, I just went to his word, and I was spending some time and and on. And on the plane in Colossians uh, chapter 1. And I was just reading and I was just kind of praying before God and, and just going, I just want to hear from you. And I got down to Colossians. If you want to turn with, it, with me there, you can. Colossians chapter 1, verse 15. So as I was just kind of pouring out, you know, just pouring out my heart to God, you know, and just going, Lord, you know, um, just speak to me, encourage me, uh, at this season, this at this juncture, I, I, as I was reading through uh, Colossians, I got down to verse 15, 
And God used that to remind me, you know, of just His sovereignty, of His supremacy, that He is in control, that His will will not be thwarted. The truth of the matter is, is that God's will will be done. He will carry it out. It will be fulfilled in history. And He's invited me and you to join with Him. But here's what what God used just to kind of quicken me in my, in my spirit. He said, The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation, speaking of Jesus. For in Him all things were created, things in heaven and earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through Him and for Him. So the reality is, is that Jesus is all in all, in all, created all. And, and, and uh, it says, and all things have been created through Him and for Him. He desires, He created us for this relationship. But then, then verse 17, He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. And that was, that was the Word of God that He used to speak to my spirit just to kind of go, got it? You get it? It, it doesn't matter what you feel or what you sense. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I hold all things together. It, it, I, you may feel like something is falling apart. You may feel like spiritually you are. You may feel like emotionally you are. You may feel like your family is. He said, but here I want you to know, I am the one that holds all things together. He's not a distant God. He is a very present Lord. He said, I hold it together. So that was just, that was kind of like an affirming deal. And I was going, wow, yeah, thank you. Thank you for that powerful reminder. And, and, and I was just kind of marinating in that. And I continued to read. I continued to read. And then I got down to verse 29. And, and here's Paul just talking, you know, to the church. And he's going, man, I'm, I'm living, you know, this life and God is working in me. And he says this right here. He said, to this end, I strenuously contend with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. So, so here's Paul, the Apostle Paul. He's going, I'm not operating off of my energy. I'm not operating off of my strength. I'm operating off this supernatural energy of Jesus Christ. And, and this is the way my brain works. So I started thinking, okay, wait a minute, that's, that's pretty powerful. That's amazing. You know, whenever we feel, I'm tired, I can't... No, 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 no. He has called us to, to live on His strength and His energy and His resources, not our own. And yet, so often, that's where we get ourselves in trouble is whenever, you know, we fall back to relying on our flesh and ourself. He said, no, I'm functioning out of this energy. And so the way my mind works, I'm going, wow, that's just powerful. That's, that's supernatural energy. That's creation energy, the kind of energy that created all that we see and experience. That's sustaining creation energy. That's resurrection power energy, you know. And so I was going, you know, it's like, wow, I'm on a pretty powerful energy right here on this little plane, this little jet. I was going 400 and something miles an hour, and I'm going, you know, there were some different options, you know, to get to Fort Smith. That wasn't where I was ultimately going, but uh, uh, Warner, Oklahoma. I could walk, I could drive, but man, it sure was a lot nicer to go on that, that jet plane. 
you know. And so I sang that song, I'm leaving on a jet plane. What? Okay, God is saying, hey, this is what's available to me and this is what's available to you and, and, and our walk with Him. So acknowledge that. So I did. And, and, and so I, I just felt God speaking to my spirit and He's, and, and he's soothing my soul. And uh, so I got out, got in my rental car, and, uh, and I, I put my ear pods in. Just, no, I wasn't at the beach. You know, put, and I started to jam into a song, and this new Bethel song uh, that somebody uh, had, I think somebody told me about it. Barb, where'd you go? Okay, uh, I raise a hallelujah. And, and the, you need to go listen to the story behind all that kind of stuff. So I'm driving. I've got about an hour to drive, and I'm driving, and I'm just kind of reveling that. I'm doing, you know, what, what Paul, I mean, what uh, the psalmist is saying here, saying, uh, you know, I'm singing praise to God. You know, I'm singing. So I'm I'm just cutting down Interstate 40, and and this plant is just blaring in there powerful lyrics to this. Listen to it sometime. Raise a hallelujah. Okay, and um, <clears throat> uh, all of a sudden I pass a state patrol, and so you know, uh, I don't know about you, but you know, it's like uh, nor- normally I, I'm I'm o- I'm okay with that. You know, it's not like oh you know no, but I pass state patrol and I'm going. I'm just not going. I, I wasn't in a hurry. I'm just not going fast. But then I see him pull out behind me. And I'm raising the hallelujah, you know, song. And all of a sudden the light's gone and, you know, and all that. I'm going, oh my gosh. You know, really? So I, you know, I pull off and, and I don't know, I don't know how they function you know, in Oklahoma, you know, but, you know, I, I put my hands on the steering wheels. I could see that, but I had the two ear pods hanging right here. And, you know, and I didn't know what to do. I didn't know try to get them out and put them. You know, I was just you know sitting there. And, and then he comes to the passenger side, and it's a younger guy, and um, he went like that. I was in a rental car. I couldn't find. I couldn't find the window. You know, I, I, I didn't know how to let the window down, and so. You know, so I finally found it. And first thing he says, not your car, right? I went, nope. And, and I was going, he's got to know this has got to be a rental car, you know. But anyway, so he said, no. He said, I clocked you at 75. And uh, it was 70 miles an hour, you know. And, and But I was raising a hallelujah, you know. But now I'm going, you know, I clocked you at 75. And I'm thinking, there's no way in the world in Atlanta would anybody pull you over going 75? I mean, you can't even keep up. You know, you're getting blown by, you know, you know, at 75, you know. Anyhow, and um, so I said, can I take these out of my ear? And he goes, yeah. And so I did. And he said, yeah. He said, uh, just come get back in the car with me. And, uh, and I'm just, I'm just going to write you up a warning. Morning going, and I'm going, get in the car with you. You know, I said, we don't... I don't think we do that in Georgia. I said, I haven't been pulled over in a long time, but he goes, nah, he said, I think we're a lot friendlier out here. You know, but so I went and sat in the car and we got, had a great conversation and, and, uh, you know, it, it, it led to some spiritual conversation. It was amazing. And then I got back in the car and, and I kept singing a hallelujah because I didn't get a speeding ticket. But anyway, whatever. But, you know, a lot of times what happens is the lights go on, the sirens go off in our life, and, and, and we panic. And, and it's just not the truth. It's, it's, the, it's, it's not the truth. 
Acknowledge the feelings, but don't allow the feelings. Acknowledge what's going on within your soul, but don't allow them to define you. And then, and then I think the second thing that we see that's going on here is, is that he just surrenders it. He surrenders this. He is surrendering his emotions. He's surrendering his soul. He's surrendering his heart. He's surrendering everything. about. He's surrendering it to the Lord. And I think it's a reminder for me and you every single day that, you know, before we even get out of bed, it's just like, God, I want to I want to surrender my emotions to you. I want to surrender my heart to you. I want to surrender my soul to you. I mean, I'm yours already. If you know Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, you know, that spirit is cleaned up, perfect, holy, all that kind of stuff. And he's saying, now, what I want to do is I want to work that out through your soul. All that I am in you comes through your soul, your mind, will, and emotions. And so it's just surrendering. And we see on so many Psalms time and time again to where that's exactly what he's doing. He is surrendering his soul, his heart, his life. And it's just an attitude of acknowledgement that God is God and we're not. God is in control and we're not. Last thing is just believe God. Don't, don't believe what you know, your soul may be saying, you know, he's asking a question, you know, why are you downcast on my soul? Believe what God says. Believe what he has told you. Trust him. He is trustworthy. Psalm 13 is a good example of this. And, and this, is a, this is a great word for, especially for us feelers, you know, for us feelers. Great word. <clears throat> For here's David, and he is just let, you know, he's just being as honest as he can be as far as, you know, how he, how he feels. He says in verse 1, How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? You ever felt like that? You ever felt like, yeah, God, I, where, where are you, God? How long will you forget me forever? That's the way he felt. That's what's going on with him emotionally, within his soul. How long will you hide your face from me? This was a season. How long must I wrestle with my thoughts? Ever wrestle with your thoughts? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? So, I mean, he's feeling it here. Emotionally, he's a wreck right here. And then he goes, How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look on me and answer Lord, my God, give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death and my enemy will say, I have overcome him and my foes will rejoice and I fall. So what he's saying is, is that, you know, if I stay in this particular state, you know, I'm, I'm already jumping to the conclusion. I'm not going to get a traffic ticket. I'm just going to be completely demolished. It's just so he's kind of predicting his future, which we often do. He is being ex Absolutely. He said, Lord, I feel like I've been forgotten. I feel, I feel like you're ignoring me. I feel, yeah, I feel this confusion and this sorrow. I feel like I'm going to be defeated. But the last two verses really capture. He says, but, and here's a good but. Now, over in Numbers, that was a bad but. And this is a good but. And uh, the other day, I, was, I, I don't know where I was in the office, but I... I had, I was on the green egg, I was cooking a Boston butt, and I always refer to it as butt. And so I called Felicia, and somebody heard me say this. I said, Felicia, will you check my butt? You know, and, and they went, yeah. 
I was talking about the Boston butt on the green end. So that's a good butt. The Boston butt's a good butt. Okay. Numbers bad butt. This is a good butt. Here's what he says. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise for He has been good to me. So, so here's what's going on. He goes, my emotions, my feelings are telling me something. But God, Your track record and Your faithfulness is telling me something absolutely different. And I choose to trust You. For some of us, for some of us, it may be this morning God is saying, I want you to kick your emotions off the throne of your life and reinstate Jesus. And it may be if you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you're saying, yeah, the reason that you feel wrecked is because you've allowed what you feel, you think, uh, to dictate truth. And the truth is, is that you are loved. You are created for a relationship. But it is sin, our sin, that separates us from God. But Jesus already taken care of that. We sang that. Jesus paid it all. Jesus paid it all. And all we have to do is to acknowledge that and receive Him into our life. The psalmist declares it. And it's good news. It's great news for each and every one of us. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leads me and He restores my soul. Would you ask Him to restore your soul this morning? Let's pray. Father God, we just come before You and we thank You for uh, Your presence. We thank You for Your Word. We thank You for a reminder today that Your love is so amazing. And yet, Lord, so often, even as followers of Yours, we are robbed of the promises, the rich and amazing promises simply because of what we think. We look to our soul, our thinking, our feeling, instead of looking to You. Lord, may Your Word, living and active, today cut deep within our lives, revealing the truth of Your Holy Spirit. With your heads bowed right now, would you just take a moment and allow God through His Word and through His Spirit to issue His invitation for you today. Maybe it's you, like David, acknowledging the struggle that you've been going through, surrendering and then believing what God has said instead of what everything else or your feelings say. Father, may your freedom be experienced and may, Lord, your will be done on this day we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Thanks for listening to this week's message from Crosspoint Community Church. You can find us on the web at crosspointonline.org. There, you'll find links to our social media accounts. We gather every Sunday at 11 a.m. in Roswell, Georgia. Tune in next week.